This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today... <laughs> da, 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 da. Today is Monday, March 19th. This is episode 199. And we do not have Mr. Jeremy Reynolds in studio with us. Sad face. He sent me a message yesterday saying that he's very sick. The whole family is sick and he didn't want to get us sick. And his voice is trashed because he's sick, but he does definitely want to come on the show. Mm-hmm. So we're working on rescheduling him sometime next month. Sure. <laughs> he 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 was very sincere and very apologetic, oh, and know. yeah. So you we just, will. Yeah, you'll just have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah, we will have him on the show in the very near future. I'm guessing sometime next month, probably mid month, because we've got a guest scheduled for the first week we're recording. But okay. yeah, it'll be my guess is before the end of April he'll be. Then in the studio with have us. Have we rescheduled Arn Ra yet? Not yet. I'm going to talk to him next week. I uh, I watched that, le- in, that last uh, debate he just did, which was- pretty, Oh, with Hovind? Yeah, which was pretty funny. Yeah, and I was watching that live uh, and I sent him a message and I'm like, ah, can't believe how restrained you are. So you were one of those ding noises in the guy. background of the live thing. Like, <laughs> I kept hearing the, the Facebook like messenger thing pop up and I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's this fucking video. I can hear Facebook messenger ding going on in the background. <laughs> so yes, we will have Aaron on the show very soon and Jeremy in studio with us very soon. Like I said, my guess, for Jeremy, I'm guessing before the end of April, Aaron, I'm not sure. I'll talk to him when I get to see him in Oklahoma City next week for the American Atheists Convention. I hope to see a whole bunch of you there. I know that the several listeners have said that they're going to be there, so that'll be fun. I get to meet and hang out with a bunch of you guys. That'll be awesome. Really looking forward to it. Just got to look for the magical beard. There's going to be a lot of really cool people there. I'm very excited. Yeah. People that I only get to see like once a year or so. Oh, I will be hanging out with uh, one of my friends from the convention, Mr. J.R. Ector. Sometime this week, I'm thinking Thursday, we're supposed to go out for dinner and drinks. He's coming to Deer, he's going skiing in Deer Valley, so. Oh, Mm. nice. Yeah. Thought I'd take him to the Star Cafe, where my friend Dave is the executive chef. And, yeah, should be fun. Fancy. Mm Mm-hmm. What have you guys been doing? Uh, Besides working overtime and trying to get all the house stuff ready to move here next week. Mm Mm-hmm. That's about it. <laughs> I, I can't wait for this whole moving process and signing of papers to finally be done and over with. I just, I would, I would rather sign papers like all day, every day than actually fucking move. Like I fucking hate yeah. moving. Well, cause we had the inspection last week and there's a couple things I had to fix in the house, a couple like outlets and stuff. Then I had to have someone come in and fix one of the circuit breakers in the breaker box. So in the new place or your place? My place. Apparently that didn't meet code. Oh. And doing all that shit. And oh yeah, so yeah. Last week we talked about you were having the inspection done. Well, it so. was it wasn't the the FHA inspector. It was the like the people buying the house, mm. so they can they can have their own inspector come in and say, hey, this is 
what the findings and they say, Hey, we want these things fixed before we will sign papers in the house. So I just took care of those things. And mm. the FHA inspector comes Thursday mm-hmm. and I should get the findings from the VA loan inspector that went to the house I'm buying yesterday. So that should, I should be getting an email about that tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> I should be getting those yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, did you get them? Or no? Well, they—they they, he, he was he was supposedly there yesterday ah. doing the inspection. Ah. Then it's either today or tomorrow. He said, I'll "Ah, the, <laughs> I'll get the email." But I, I don't foresee any problems with that house since I'm buying it way below market value. So nice, cool, cool. Varkul and you, two quick things. Okay. So I was working this week. Uh huh. And <laughs> no, you weren't. I heard someone kind of moving around behind me or whatever. And I looked back to see that a whole bunch of my department had gotten together to get themselves Jimmy John's <gasps> and not a single person asked me. So when, Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought for once you can be like, I fucking love Jimmy John's. Where's mine? <laughs> now I was going to say, and now I'm on medication and I want friends. <laughs> no, but that, so that worked. Um, and second thing, the two skeptical chaps Uh-oh. Um, have a really good show, and they're a couple of nice, fine guys, and you should go listen to it. I haven't said that in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I was waiting for something bad to happen because I haven't listened to their latest episode. No. No. Oh, but everyone should go listen to their latest episode, 80, and yeah. help Metal Ollie mm-hmm. get back on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, did he get kicked off Twitter? For life. Yeah. What? He got a permanent ban. He's an awesome Twitter troll. Yeah. So. The details are in episode 80. The oh. gist of it is that uh, the poor guy had a family member murdered and somebody was making fun of him for it and he retaliated and they kicked him off Twitter. Holy shit. So I'll have to listen to that episode on my way home tonight. Yeah. So everyone go help him out. Uh, he's the one that came up with shit gibbon for Trump. Yeah. I bought so the shirt. He's a legend. So let's, <laughs> let's, he's, uh, he's, he's the only person I ever got on Twitter to look at their tweets and buy a shirt from fair yeah. wearing shit gibbon. Yeah. 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 So let's rally and get him back on the tweets. Wow. Faux show. I, I tweeted at, at the Twitters. I didn't, I don't, I'm not a, I don't, I'm not on I don't Twitter, Twitter a whole no. lot. And I saw that. Dr. Dan, Matt's boss from the 2SC Why the fuck would you? (laughs) (laughs) Had had tagged uh, me and the show. I was being nice, too. About (laughs) about Metal Ollie. And so I tweeted some vulgarities at Twitter. And I I don't don't know what else I I can do. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm a Twitter noob. Like, I don't, I don't really know. Like, it's Reddit. It's like Reddit. Like, I don't. I'll go out and read stuff on Reddit every now and then, but, but I don't really know how everything yeah. works. Apparently, I made you're, the front page of Reddit years ago with my FSM thing. But you're more of a voyeur. And people were telling me how cool that was, and I just had to take their word for it because I- Yeah. I still, like, apparently it's a big deal. Yeah, I don't get on but, Reddit at all. Yeah? I'm not a Reddit person. I read Reddit things every now and then when somebody sends me a link to it, but okay. other than that, I yeah, I- I'm not on the Reddit. Yeah. I don't know how to do the Reddit. But you know how to read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can read stuff and make comments, but I, yeah, I just don't very often because I, that, is that I where don't the, quite get it. I wonder if that's where their name comes from. Like, oh, I read it. Maybe. Yeah. Probably. That's, that's what, what I was kind of thinking. Yeah. That's what I always, I didn't know if that was the actual origin or if it had some other meaning behind it. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. 
let's see. Uh, we hosted our uh, cultural appropriation, cultural, Irish cultural appropriation party mm-hmm. uh, on the seventeenth, and that was fun. I had a bit of the green flu listening. Uh, so then we, the next day we went to uh, Megan Kennedy's presentation <laughs> about mm-hmm. how uh, fitting about, <laughs> about witches and everything. And it was awesome. I fucking Megan is just so cool. She's just yeah. mm-hmm. one of the coolest, coolest people that I know and is yeah. super nice and awesome and smart and fantastic. So we went to that and had I not had the green flu as much, I probably would have recorded the audio or something. (laughs) Now I probably would have recorded the audio or something and, and let her share it on her channel or put it out on ours for a Patreon extra or something, but I did not. And so today. Cause she, she Patreons as well. Yes. That was more of a kiss me. I'm Irish joke, not a sexual predator joke. (laughs) Yeah. You were, I thought you were going rapey. So thank you for clearing that. Well, we were talking about Lawrence Krauss earlier. (laughs) And so, yeah, threw me off for a minute um but yeah her t- her talk was awesome fantastic i i believe sarah recorded her prior presentation about yes about it and video of that of it is available somewhere or will it be should soon? be i have to get back to her on that yeah i know she edited it but i can't remember who she sent it if she sent it to someone else or i was going to ask her said hey you want to send it to me i can see if i can still get on the tst mm. uh facebook or youtube page to upload it mm, okay so but yeah, it was a fantastic talk. She's just so cool. The 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 research that she put, you know, the time she puts into the research and the talks that she gives are just awesome. I'm so happy that she's doing that for Satanic Temple and has agreed to also present for Atheists of Utah mm-hmm. several times. So yeah, a whole lot of fun there. And then I've just been replacing, I've, I finally, the canned lights that I complained about before, <laughs> I got in some replacements that actually worked. I may need to go get some additional wider trim for them because they don't quite cover the holes in the ceiling. Like there's just, just, there's just like a tiny little gap around a couple edges of the light that just Play-Doh. bother me. Yeah, maybe <laughs> some, some, maybe just some fucking spackle or something. Yeah. Some spackle. Spackle. Some spackle and been, paint and they'll uh, be good. I've been doing a lot of spackling. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, moving. Yeah. Well, new house and going to the old, the going to the new house that needed some walls speckled and then taking the current house before we I took all the all the po- everything off the walls and stuff and respackled all the walls to make everything look nice and clean and respackled all the walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speckle hands. <laughs> you did have kind of a jazz hands thing going there. That was kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what else happened the, during last week. Uh Stephen Hawking died. Yeah. Yes. No es bueno. Uh-uh. Oh, you want to hear? Want me to tell you the bad news? What? Rick Other and, than that, Stephen Hawking died. It might be equally as bad. Yeah. No more Rick and Morty. Uh, I have. I've. Well, I've caught a couple episodes uh, here and there. Rick and Morty's the best. Yeah. Did Did, did Royland die or whatever? His no, they're is? they're not being renewed for a season four. Why? I don't know. The is show it not is so popular fucking. That's I'm like the show is so fucking popular. Like they, I don't know how it's not getting renewed for a season four. But I saw that today. It said Rick and Morty is not getting renewed for season four. Yeah, that's weird. Rick is no Morty. No, <laughs> it, the issue might be they they take a long time to do the shows. <laughs> oh yeah, it was like a full year and a half between season two and season three. Hmm. 
because it's like two guys that do the whole fucking show. Mm. Mm. So I wonder if they're like, you guys don't make shows fast enough for us, so we're, you're done. Hmm. Well, that's unfortunate for fans of Rick and Morty. I'm a big <laughs> fan of Rick and Morty. <laughs> fucking pickle Rick. <laughs> Now they're going to be in the Mortitions. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Tracy keeps mortuary. telling me. Mortuary. Yeah, Tracy keeps telling me I need to watch it. And it I'm is like, pretty good. Yeah. I just I just don't have time. Like, well, once you watch it, you'll be disappointed. There's no more coming out. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah I like there. There are a few shows that she'll say, "Oh, well, we should start watching this," and I'm like, I just I don't have time to watch the shows that I want to watch right now. So to add another one is kicking something off. Or delaying something that I do like, so yeah, I I'm fairly selective in the shows that I watch yeah. and stuff, just because I know I have a very limited amount of time that I can do that. So she she watches them in her office all day while she's working and stuff, and I just can't. I can't like I can have it going in the background, but then it's I don't really pay attention to yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm I have podcasts on all day while I'm doing stuff, mainly. Because when I go to the office on Thursdays, I have my headphones in as a sign of leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> like the, you know, and they, they stick out. Like I made sure that they, they poke are, out are so noticeable. you can see that I have stuff in my ears so that you know, oh, he can't hear anything I'm saying right now. I should not bother trying to engage him in discussion. You just need to wear a big pair of puffy earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> then everybody would just ask me what happened to my ears or. Like I'm listening to music, you fuckers. I'm losing my mind. Yeah, I should. Well, I should maybe just get some like big, like the like beats, beats or something. Yeah. yeah, wear those around, and then then people would maybe talk to me less. Or they'll walk up to you, grab them, and like pull them open. Like, hey, Dan, I need to talk to you. Don't fucking no. <laughs> don't. Oh, you should just get a little sharpie. <laughs> get a little sharpie marker and edit the. Beats to say beat it. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was the, there was a guy who worked who Fucking one day beat it scum. like like came into my cubicle and I had my headphones in and rather like he he we work in the same fucking building we have the same fucking instant messaging shit right you don't <laughs> have to walk over in my yeah. goddamn cubicle and I've got my back to the cubicle entrance and apparently he knocked on the cube wall or whatever and finally like reached over and grabbed my shoulder and i turned around i'm like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh i'm so sorry i, I can't remember i don't think it was damf who did it uh it was somebody else that i work with oh it was yeah another guy that i'm not very fond of but it's it wasn't damf and i was just like what the fuck are you doing he's like oh uh, oh jeez oh gosh i'm sorry i didn't mean to startle you and i'm like dude you don't just you don't don't do that you don't fucking walk up behind somebody and grab them by the shoulder and i'm like if you've uh, I, 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 he, I was just like what do you need and he's like well i was wondering about it. i'm like go and send me an email <laughs> like i'm done talking like you've fucked up from the beginning go and send me an email. start over yeah and that's why the government is so slow <laughs> yeah well, yeah. it, I mean, to be fair, it's all workplaces <laughs> that, that you get these handful of people that think they're in their own fucking bedrooms. Uh-huh. Like, dude, he, he, you know, he's not walking over to talk, like to talk to his kid and tap him on the shoulder if they're not listening or something. You yeah. do that at home. You don't do that at work. Yeah. Yeah. People like people who are just way too familiar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, like close talkers, people who are always fucking touching you and like, mm-hmm. I'm not that guy. Like, if I know you really well, I like I like hugs. I like to give hugs, whatever. But if I don't fucking know, if you're just a coworker of mine, you don't get to fucking touch me ever, <laughs> ever. Don't fucking touch me. 
And that's where my workplace is 180 degrees different. <laughs> yeah, you guys like fucking molest each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. There's one guy that's a big homophobe. I'm, all, I'm always cuddling with him. <laughs> See, I would do something like that. And it, and, and then there are different work environments and stuff. I understand all of that, but. Yeah. yeah, you don't work in a gay firefighter's you know, <laughs> house or whatever the hell it's called. Right. Yeah. yeah. I. I. Yeah. If first of all, I don't like when people sneak up on me. If if people like do something to startle me, I instantly get so angry. Fucking mad. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get pissed off. Uh, we used to hide in rafters and take garbage can lids and wait for one of the guys from the department to like walk past and drop it on the floor behind him so it makes a big bang a noise. A metal one? Oh yeah, that would yeah. scare the shit out of them. <laughs> we had one guy that went, we used to have a, a candy table and he walked down to the candy table and there's like a double set of doors coming through. I'm trying to think to myself, I'm like, okay, when he's coming through those doors, he's probably going to be holding the soda in his left or his right hand. So he's going to push out the left door and walk through that door. So I'll sit behind the right door and as he walks out, I'm just going to grab his fucking legs. I grabbed the legs. The soda was already open. He emptied that in about two seconds onto his shirt. <laughs> yeah, Tracy has learned, like, even around the house. Like, if I, if she, because I wear my headphones even around the house, because we have our own separate offices yeah. and whatever and different schedules. And so I'm constantly listening to podcasts or news or whatever. And... Like she knows how much it bothers me when people startle me. And so she's, she's learned that if she can't get my attention from a distance <laughs> by like making some kind of noise that will grab my attention or whatever, she'll just send me a text message or, yeah. or an email or whatever to, to let me know that she would like to talk to talk to me eventually. <laughs> or kind of like intra office I am. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Like that, that, that has all the hallmarks of, of someone that's a either too old and like uncomfortable with technology and thinks about interaction first, like going to, or B someone who's trying to look into waste time. I think with this guy, it was a little bit of, well, it, I don't think he was looking to waste time. It was more a power dynamic with him. Like he, uh, he was the lead for the testing group that, that we have at work. The, like the group of people who test our project mm. once we, you know, for, if, for every release, we, go through development and internal testing, and then we send it off to our testing group. And he he's one of those guys who had some petty authority and thought he'd lord it over everybody. Oh, okay. and one of those guys who's like, yeah, you know, I just need, I just need to, you know, I, I want to be able to talk to people face to face and blah, blah, blah. No, you don't have to fucking do that anymore. That's, we don't live in the 1800s. Like you can fucking <laughs> send me a message and I'll reply to it. Okay. You don't have to see me in order to understand what I'm fucking saying to you. And yeah, it was just, it was just to Lord his, you know, well, I need this done right away. So I'm going to go talk to him. Yeah. Hmm. And I shut Even that better. down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just shut it down. I'm like, no, just go send me a message. Yeah. That, that's all you need to do. I've got, I'm, I'm working on other stuff right now. I'll get to it when I can. We only text You're message. not my fucking boss. Fuck off. Yeah. We only text message at work when it's about a movie in the day room or ice cream in the kitchen. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Someone go, ice cream in the kitchen, and send a text to everybody in the station. Hey, we're watching a movie in the day room. That's about it. Hmm. Well, should we move on to other things? Yeah, let's see how this world is fucked up this week. Okay. I'm Bryce Barkenagle. Have you ever wondered if Joseph Smith was drugging the early Mormons? Turns out it might be possible when you have a 
fantastic congregation that is witnessing angels floating around in the rafters and think that the temple is on fire and they're running out in the snow and writhing around on the ground naked? Yeah, as it turns out, drugs might be the best explanation. Be sure to check out my Sunstone Symposium presentation on the Joseph Smith Entheogen Theory by punching that into any YouTube browser. And thank you so much for checking that out, and be sure to check out the Naked Mormonism podcast. This is the Godless Revolution. Imagine if your neighbor claimed to believe that there was a diamond buried in his backyard that's the size of a refrigerator. And you ask him why. You see him out on his lawn digging every Sunday with his family. Imagine how you would feel about his mental faculties if he said, well, this belief gives my life a tremendous amount of meaning. You know, or you don't understand. My family and I really enjoy digging for this on Sundays, and it has a, a remarkable bonding effect on us. <laughs> or, or what if he said, I wouldn't want to live in a universe where there wasn't a diamond buried in my backyard. <laughs> it's, it's pretty clear that these responses are inadequate, I mean, deeply inadequate. I mean, they're, they're worse than that. They really are the responses of a madman or an idiot. And it's so easy to see. And yet, change the subject to the existence of God who can hear your prayers, who's looking out for you, despite all of the other devastation we see in the world going on each day, God is protecting you and your family. You change, you change the subject to that proposition, and all bets are off. In fact, you could not possibly get elected to office in this country unless you endorsed that kind of thinking. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Well, Hannibal Burris is a guy who is unafraid of conflict. Oh, yeah. And speaking truth to power, I guess. Not a theist. And fucking with people. Yeah, also, yeah, and also not a theist. And apparently he was set for a show at Loyola University. Loyola University. That is a weird name. Now, did this college not do its fucking research on who the guy Dude, it's was? It's a Catholic university, of course not. Uh, <laughs> I wonder which student that was secretly an atheist that's there goes, let's have him come. <laughs> so apparently he's scheduled for this stand-up event at Loyola University, and his mic got cut off after 15 seconds <laughs> because <laughs> apparently the uh, first words out of his mouth well, let's see. Da, 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 da. Burst eventually returned to the stage. Never mind. So I'll just read from the story. This comes to us from Variety. The title, the headline of the story says, Hannibal Burris's mic cut after joke about molestation in Catholic Church. Starts out and says, updated a mic cut shortened Hannibal Burris's performance at Loyola University, Chicago, on Saturday night after the comedian cracked jokes about child molestation in the Catholic Church. Which is awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't expect anything less of him to bring a child molestation joke. <laughs> Going to... into the lion's den and pointing out, hey, there's lions yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> While performing at the Catholic University, the Broad City and Spider-Man Homecoming actor projected an email from Loyola on stage, which prohibited him from addressing sexual assault or cursing on stage. And we've got a picture of the of the email that he projected on screen behind him. And it says, hi there, 
Loyola University of Chicago is a Catholic university, so on the offer and contract, we stipulate content restrictions, which management has signed off on. For Mike and Comedy, university and performance notes. Uh, Bullet point number one, artist to perform radio edit versions of songs. Number two, content restriction. Artist cannot have content about rape, sexual assault, race, sexual orientation, slash gender. Artist cannot mention illegal drugs or the use of. And I don't know why that is under the same bullet point. Of, yeah. Because it's content restriction, but these are all restrictions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, full, the one after that says, university requests limited use of profanities. <laughs> Like how Which limited? is really subjective. Like what? Yeah, can it, is it like an like R a 10% rating? Percent like decrease? Like PG thirteen? I can say fuck. What is it? Once or twice during a PG thirteen movie, mm-hmm. but anything more than that and is automatically an R rating. It's kind of bullshit. Uh, artist may not invite students on stage during show. I don't and, get that one. And the yeah. And the last one says, artists may not fraternize with students on or off campus. Because as Catholics, they know how fucking dangerous that is. Yes. <laughs> well, for one, he's black. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Not the direction I was going. but <laughs> <laughs> Let me know if you have any questions. Thanks. And in typical American fashion, no sex, no swearing, n- not a thing about violence. It's totally fine. All, yeah. the, all the violence yeah. you want. Yeah. Talk about chopping people's heads off. Yeah. Getting them to convert to Catholicism through the Inquisition. That's great. Right. You're, that, that'd be fine. <laughs> that probably still would have got his mic cut. <laughs> uh, according to Consequences of Sound, Burris followed up by saying, bitch ass old people, I can protect. Y'all <laughs> fuck kids, right? <laughs> project. But <yeah>. Oh, project. <laughs> uh, Loyola confirmed in a statement to Variety on Monday that Burris's audio was indeed cut Quote, because he violated the mutually agreed upon content restriction clause in his contract. It is standard for the university to include a content restriction clause in entertainment contracts. Burris is the only entertainer to disregard the clause to the degree that his mic was cut. The statement added, Burris eventually returned to the stage and completed his set. The story continues and says that while the university's administration may not have, adop- uh, may not have approved of Burris's joke, Many Loyola College students took to Twitter in support of the comedian, criticizing the school for apparently cutting him off. Quote, Loyola just cut Hannibal's mic. This is ridiculous. We want Hannibal, one user tweeted. Another, us- another tweeter mocked Loyola with a faux quote. We are a Catholic school. Please no profanity or offensiveness, followed by the y'all fuck kids soundbite from, from Burris' set. <laughs> Burris left the stage after the sound cut out for a 15-minute break before returning to deliver the remainder of his jokes, profanity, and scandal-free. Burris previously garnered attention for addressing sexual assault in a stand-up routine from 2014, which commented on the allegations made by multiple women against Bill Cosby. At the Television Critics Association press tour in 2016, Burris commented on the attention he received from resurfacing the Cosby allegations, saying, I was calling a bunch of other comedians rapists, and that was the only one people took seriously. That's just one joke people took and really ran with it. I wonder if they still paid him. Oh, I'm sure they did, yeah. He, well, he breached the contract. But he completed his set, he went out there, and yeah, I'm sure they paid him. Otherwise, he would have let people know. <laughs> well, I mean, or he was just like, fuck it. I don't, 
I'm going to go to the school and do whatever the fuck I want. And if I get paid or not, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that they still paid him. It's like, I got that Cartoon Network money, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he, he brought attention to that. We haven't talked about Lawrence Krauss on the show. Do you guys want to talk about Lawrence Krauss? I haven't been following it very closely. Yeah. So. I don't know much about it either. So Lawrence Krauss, there's a, there, there was a, uh, article that appeared in Buzzfeed that mentioned a bunch of, uh, allegations of sexual harassment from Lawrence Krauss toward women who were not happy about him doing those types of things to, to them and being, being just wildly inappropriate with them. Um, so they posted this article with. Uh, you know, they backed by a ton of research, a ton of independent witnesses, a ton of uh, people who also confirmed hearing the story firsthand from the person who had been uh, harassed, you know, right after it had happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there were 50 some odd people oh, wow. who who came forward and said, oh, yeah, I, I do know this. I, you know, either I was a victim of it, or I can corroborate this person's story about what happened. I was there, or they told me about it directly afterward. And there are a number of people for whom apparently the only thing that they will take as proof of somebody acting inappropriately is that they've been convicted of this in a court of law and are now sitting in jail. And I'm guessing that for some of those people, even even that wouldn't satisfy their their need for real proof and evidence as, as skeptics and, yeah. and people who, you know, want to be a good skeptic and not just take somebody's word about something. But what they fail to realize is that so, so Krauss has since come out and, and basically denied that he's done anything wrong. Basically, you know, it's, well, People took this out of context, and some of the things in the BuzzFeed article were misstated or wrong. And Krauss actually lied in his response about a lot of the allegations okay. and, and things that have happened, like just outright lied about some of the repercussions of his actions in being banned from different universities. Um, and so there's there's this whole furor about it within the atheist community with people who are social justice warriors who are saying it's a good thing that this is finally happening and he's being called out and other people who are tired of the social justice warriors and don't want to have anything to do with that and feel like they're just, you know, creating schisms in the movement all the time and, you know, believing false allegations against people. And part of Cross's defense, he, he, he claims as part of his defense that this is something being perpetrated by some people who just want to get more clicks on their blog or, you know, they're, they're looking to gain fame and notoriety by taking him down. And that if he weren't a famous atheist, that he wouldn't be a target for these kinds of things. And I guess all I can say is that I know a shit ton of famous atheists who nobody would ever say these types yeah. of things about. Or right? haven't had any of these kind of allegations levied on Right, them. yeah. I've I've never had allegations like, you know why? I've never had allegations yeah. like this said about me because I don't fucking do shit like that. Yeah. The, plain and simple. I don't do anything like that. I don't put myself in a situation with somebody where or it's that... just the two of us. I mean, it, there there are simple ways to avoid 
these types of allegations yeah. coming out against you. Primarily, maybe not acting like a fucking harassing shitbag. And so there's a bunch of people who are like, well, I, I need to wait for some real evidence to come out. And anytime I ask them what kind of evidence they would take, you know, what, what would it take? What would it take? What bit of evidence would satisfy you that, yes, this happened and that he should not be given a platform at atheist conferences or anything like that? And there's crickets. They never, yeah. I have yet really to ask somebody. Anything. Yeah. Well, I have yet to ask somebody that and say, okay, well, tell me. And I've, I've asked this three or four times now when I get in a conversation with people about this, tell me what you would accept as evidence that would change your mind about this. What would it take for you to change your mind? And they just never even bother to reply. Because I bet even if, if Krauss came out and said, yes, these allegations are true and all that kind of stuff, they'd be like, oh, they made him fold. They probably got to deal with him. If he confessed, they would let him continue doing what he's doing or... Yeah, I mean, people make excuses for everything. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, uh, I guess for them, nothing short of a, a, uh, a video a confession of him doing it would. Well, that's why I wonder if, if, if even if he confessed to said he did stuff, if they would still believe the confession was true. Some of them maybe. Yeah, I think in that case, yeah, but I mean. I think some of them would, would say, okay, it, yeah, yeah, I'll accept this now. And, and I think others would still say, oh, well, he's only doing this because he was pressured and he still wants to be able to talk yeah. at atheist conventions and he just wants to get past it. I mean, there's for some people, it just doesn't fucking matter what you say. And I, the yeah, one well, thing I think I, it's a case of he said, she said is the way they're viewing. And then it's all anecdotal evidence, which is mm -hmm. not worth much, you know? And I think that's where the sticking point is. Yeah. And, and for those people, all I have to say is, okay, well, if it were maybe just one or two people over, you know, however many years the Lawrence yeah. has been participating in these things, I could see where you could make a, make a point that, well, maybe this is somebody who's angry with him for something and they're, or, or maybe they just misinterpreted something, but it wasn't just one or two people. It was dozens and yeah. dozens of women who came forward, dozens of people who Buzzfeed spoke with who said, yes, he's acted inappropriately. He's harassed me. And so for those people who say, well, I just don't believe it. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a good skeptic and you're not, cause I'm not going to just believe something on hearsay. Fine. You can say, you know, and we say, well, well, there's smoke, there's usually fire. And this has a whole fucking lot of smoke behind it. The whole valley's smoking. Yeah. Um, I think what did it, what finally changed the minds of a lot of people, I'm really happy that she, that she did it is. You guys know Christina Rad? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Yeah, I saw that she posted that video. Yeah, and and Christina, I think everybody who knows much about her would know that she's definitely not somebody who has taken up the banner of social justice warrior activism in that way. You know, she's a, she's an atheist activist and would make videos and stuff. But she's always been um very moderate in her views on things. She's she's she hasn't been ultra liberal lefty on things. Mm -hmm. She hasn't been super far right. She's, she's been pretty much in the center for most things. And she's just. Oh, like David Smalley. She's been, <laughs> <laughs> she's been, she's been very rational and, and has tried to approach things, you know, on an evidence based platform, but she's, she's definitely not somebody who, who somebody like Rush Limbaugh would call a, feminazi or anything like okay, that right yeah. and so she recently released a video talking about when 
uh, Lawrence Krauss uh, harassed her. And I think that finally got a lot more people to change their minds. I think Sam Harris distancing himself from Krauss has helped. Um, Jerry Coyne distancing himself from Krauss. People who are not by any means social justice warriors, but who have nonetheless come forward and said, okay, well, I know enough about this story now, independent of even what BuzzFeed has published from, you know, hearing from other people that I know and trust who have said this, that weren't included in the story. So, and, and that's the other thing too, is it's, you know, BuzzFeed spoke to people that it knew about or that other people had told them to maybe to contact. Right. But, they didn't contact Christina Rad. They didn't contact a whole bunch of other people who that have are the same types of stories. Yeah. So there's all of these women in the BuzzFeed story, and now a bunch of other women since that came out who are also saying, yeah, he did that to me too. And it's not one or two people. It's a shit ton of people yeah. that he has acted inappropriately with. And I think- So in this case, then, you are taking the approach that the plural of anecdote is data. <laughs> I think you can for some things. I mean, it's it it's not just looking at okay the the plural of anecdote is data. It's also well, I'm just saying. What are the motivations on for the, the other side forward? of it? We know that as as a fallacy. Sure, sure. But in this case, so I'm just I'm just saying, you know, you're when we talk about people that are claiming to be more skeptical. I mean, I think they are kind of locked in that. Well, we already know the rule for this. The plural of anecdote is not data, so therefore, <laughs> right? Well, and I think it's the I think it's people who get locked into black and white thinking. You know, they they're not able to see a whole lot of or, nuance in different things. I mean, it, I mean people with, do lie. Sure, people absolutely. do lie. Yeah, absolutely. And so then you have to look at what are their motivations for doing so, right? And Krauss's Krauss's defense well, and and him saying that the reason people are lying is because they want to be famous they want to gain more money you know for clicks on their blogs or what have you speculation i mean yeah that's that's what yeah, he's but if, saying if they're not bloggers they haven't tried to profit off of it all that would be completely bogus yeah and and what do what do most women get when they come forward with allegations like Harassed. this without without something that they you know without a cup of semen that he left on their nightstand <laughs> along with pictures of of this person you know inappropriately touching them or video of them making a confession yeah. saying they've done something you know what what do these people rely on for actual evidence of any of this happening and when you look at the sheer volume of fucking reports against this guy from people who he has harassed it's not one or two it's not five it's not even a single dozen yeah. there are multiple multiple accounts of people it increases the likelihood of it actually being true yeah absolutely if if i had so if you know tomorrow there were 30 or 40 different people coming forward saying that i had acted inappropriately with them i would have to reexamine what the fuck i'm doing with my life that 30 or 40 people not only may just be upset with me and are misinterpreting something or are making something up about me, but the real possibility that, yeah, I have acted really fucking inappropriately with this number of people, right? I would, I would need to take some time for self-reflection and examining exactly what the fuck has been going on in my life that these people would be that angry with me that they're either lying or that I've done something inappropriate. And he did neither. He basically just pushed back and said, they're all, they're all lying. You know, this is, 
either they're lying or they're, you know, this is being misinterpreted. And yeah, it's just, it's a bunch of fucking bullshit. And yeah, I, at this point, I have absolutely no problem saying, yeah, Lawrence Krauss has more than likely acted really, really inappropriately with a great number of people. And he should step back and reexamine a lot of what he's done. Yeah. And, and yeah, I know reflect on that and, and issue an apology instead of excuses and trying to get around. I know statistically the amount of people who actually lie in cases of saying, oh, he sexually assaulted me or raped me or whatever are very low. Now, I don't know if when it comes to famous people, if that gets higher because of people trying to do the whole fame thing. Because I do know the one that was just recent this last year with James Franco, where the woman said, James Franco raped me. Then it later on came out, which said, well, yeah, we had consensual sex, but now I wish I wouldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, well, that's not rape. You wanted to have sex with James Franco at the time. You were both consensual in that relationship. Now, a year later, you're like, well, I wish I wouldn't have. That's not yeah, too bad. Yeah, well, and, and now they're coming out with their when that when the whole Me Too movement thing started up, she came forward and said, "Yeah, Jane Franco raped me." But then more they looked in, they were like, "Well, you said you, it was consensual sex, right?" Hmm. Well, yeah, I wanted to sleep with him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about the James yeah, Franco that story. Was, though. He got hammered on it because it came out right when he was doing the disaster artist was coming out. There's all this accolade about the movie. Hmm. He was on like the Emmys or Golden Globes with a Me Too button on, and then she came forward. And everybody's like, "Oh, look at him being a fucking asshole rapist and wearing the Me Too button." Then it came out like, "Oh no, this wasn't. He didn't rape a woman." Hmm. I think too many people <laughs> don't don't seem to understand the concept of, okay, sure, one or two people may lie about something. Yeah, one or two, but when it comes to like 50 or 60 and we get that volume of numbers, it's like, okay, even if 3% out of that group is lying, that's still a lot of people that are telling the truth. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, in, in watching Christina's video, she talked about how she was standing in line to get a drink and he was standing behind her. And she turned around and recognized him and said, oh, hi, hello, how are you? And he reached over, you know, she said, you know, we've met before. I don't know if you remember, whatever. And that he reached over and like grabbed the bottom of her mini skirt with his, with the back of his hand on her inner thigh as he's reaching up her mini skirt and said, oh yeah, I think you were wearing this same skirt or whatever. Yeah, little... And then he turned his hand around and like grabbed her thigh and ran his hand across her thigh as he, as he, as he left. And she's just like, I was freaked the fuck out. I'm like, what the fuck, That's, man? Yeah. You don't do that. Yeah. Like you don't fuck first. Don't touch me. Yeah. Second, don't touch my inner thigh. Mm -hmm. And don't, don't reach up my skirt and pull on it. Yeah. Just you, that's fucking creepy, dude. You don't fucking do that. I don't know that. I, well, yeah, maybe I would. I was going to say, I don't know that I would do that to like Tracy or anybody yeah. even, but I'm sure well, I would because we're like the only thing I've ever, I ever do to people that like, I don't, it's not inappropriate touching, but like if I see someone like if even I'm like working on a film project and someone I might've met three days ago and they're all stressed out. I'm oh, like, and oh, I wouldn't do it in public for sure. <laughs> well, well, this is, well, usually it's around, there's more people that's around <laughs> a whole group of people. And someone, if someone's stressed out, I'm always the type of person that comes over and be like, Hey, need a hug. Yeah. Need a shoulder rub. Need to take a break. And just give someone a hug. And I'd be mm. like, all right, stop stressing out. Everything's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Everything's You're going to be okay. all right. We're here for you. Yeah. But I don't see anything inappropriate with that. 
with getting consent. Well, yeah. Like I usually walk up to somebody and it's like, hey, you need a hug. You're stressing out. Mm. I'm the hugger. You need a fucking hug. Male or female. I'm like, I don't care. I'll give you a fucking hug. If you look stressed out, I mean, like some of the guys I work with, they fucking stress out too easily. I'll go up to them and start rubbing their shoulders like, calm down. (laughs) It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And then I take my pants off. Mm. I don't do that. <laughs> I, that. That was the pants come down, and Brian gets or Ryan gets freaking <laughs> Brian. That that's your that's your evil twin is Brian. Yes, right? Brian takes his pants off. <laughs> Ryan leaves his pants on. Brian gets arrested for being half naked and and high on sleeping pills, walking around the neighborhood telling people to get the fuck out of their house. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever even tell that story on here? I think maybe. Okay. Do it do it again just in case. Or should we leave it for a Patreon? Should I tell it in Patreon? Okay, yeah, we'll do it in the Patreon. Okay. We'll tell Ryan's <laughs> story in the Patreon. And we have I keep forgetting about your uh your your lesbian farmer sister? No, no. Oh, that thing. Oh, <laughs> well, because my sister's a lesbian and she lives on a farm. I know. I know. And that's that's the whole I the forgot whole bit I of forgot stuff. about the other yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, when when uh, when we had oh, when we had a guest on the show. Let's just release it for our two hundredth episode during the Patreon section. Okay. We'll do that. Yeah. Let's okay, yeah, I'm gonna make a note here. Two hundredth episode, Ryan lesbian farmer. <laughs> <laughs> because I I actually pulled it out. I found uh, it. I found it again a few. I think I sent you a message saying that I found it a few weeks ago, and I had almost forgotten about it. Yeah, it was it, the the premise of the whole thing was supposed to be completely innocent, but when it came out of my <laughs> mouth, it it sounded so bad. It sounded so horrible. Uh, I'll have to. I'll have to like do a little setup before I play it too. Maybe it's, maybe play the last uh, bit of the episode. Where that happened, yeah, and then the audio that we didn't it's, release. It's it's one of those times where you, you you got a thought in your head, but then you say it, and you realize, oh fuck, nobody had the rest of the thought in my head that goes with this thought. And now nobody knows what I'm talking about. I'm getting looks like, what the fuck did you say? Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. All right, let's talk about something else. All right, this is Doctor Dan, Matt's boss from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution. Oh shit, did I say revolution? I mean revolution. Bloody Americans fucking up the language. You can edit that, right Spike? So right now, there are three people from the Trump campaign facing serious charges about their entanglements overseas. And in all three cases, Trump's pushback has basically been, I don't know anything about the people I should have known those things about. And that is his signature move. He is playing the Trump card. And what I mean by that is he's using his own incompetence as a defense. It's the same way that you might excuse the behavior of a dog or a small child. If you found your dog pissing on a rug and then your, ch- uh, your child urinating on the dog, you would think, yeah, I'm annoyed, but they're idiots who don't know what they're doing, so they get to walk away from this one. That is the Trump card. And the worrying thing here is it may work for Trump because think about what the counter argument may have to be. This is a meticulous man who made strategic decisions fully aware of the consequences of his actions. That could be a tough case to make, but we cannot accept 
the Trump card as his defense here. Because if we do, just think about what we would actually be saying there. We'd be saying, look, this guy is too dumb to really understand what he's doing, so I guess we have no choice but to let him keep being president. Please, let's not do that. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Should a secular humanist serve as Navy chaplain? Absolutely not! <laughs> according, Sis, yeah. <laughs> according to... The cookie monster, apparently. Senator... <laughs> <laughs> Mississippi State Senator Roger Wicker, writing an opinion piece for Fox News, because, you know, he doesn't work in a secular government. He works in a Christian government for it, sure. Well, our Constitution was written by God. <laughs> well, he, in Mississippi, he probably does work for a Christian government. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, we, we mentioned the, the super progressive state of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story says that our military men and women. Well, let's well, make this, this clear. This, is, this is his opinion piece. Yeah. So this isn't an actual story. This is the senator wrote this. Yeah. The senator wrote this as an opinion piece yeah. for what Fox he thinks. News. Now, Fact the, news. the reason why I brought it up is because, A, he he's a lawmaker. Yeah. And this is his opinion about what he thinks our country should be doing. As a lawmaker. Yeah. 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 And this is something for our service members who are not all Christian. Huh? They better be. <laughs> they know what's good for him. Well, then I fucked up. <laughs> his, his opinion piece starts and says, Our military men and women are asked to make many sacrifices, but they have always had the right to worship freely. In fact, our service members have been able to turn to military chaplains for spiritual counsel since our nations fight for independence. Yeah, and sometimes you're forced to go to the chaplain even if you're not religious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you told us about yeah. that. Was that last week that you yeah, mentioned Yeah, I think that? I was talking about that last week. Uh, nearly two and a half centuries later, the role that our military chaplains fulfill could look drastically different than what G- General George Washington envisioned when he created the Chaplain Corps. It has come to my attention. Did you guys see that Donald Trump didn't know how to spell Marine Corps? Yeah. <laughs> Love our troops. Support our troops. Our troops are the best. The best troops. Best troops ever. Support the Marine Corps. They, they work in the Marine Corps. I'm not sure what that is. Is that a dead Marine? Well, he didn't, he didn't put corps. Inside? He just put corps like. That's where I yeah. saw someone took him, had a, a marine biologist taking a core sample. Like, this is a marine <laughs> core. <laughs> uh, the piece continues and says, It has come to my attention that the Navy could soon appoint an atheist chaplain, directly defying the religious foundation upon which the chaplain corps is built. I oppose the appointment of a, quote, secular humanist, end quote, chaplain. And I have formally requested with the link that the Secretary of the Navy and the Chief of Naval Operations reject this application. I am not alone in my request. 22 of my colleagues in the Senate have joined me in this effort. So a little bit of backstory that I read on this guy. How many of those, how many of those 22 do you think are Republican? Every single one of them. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Um, he had tried to get in as just saying, hey, I want to be a secular humanist chaplain for the military. And said, well, you can't do that. You have to go through the, like the, the chaplain school and stuff. He's like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to come at this from a Christian angle. I want this to be like for everybody. And I said, well, you got to do it. So the guy actually went through the school and went through all the programs and stuff to become a chaplain in the military. Just said he's not going to be a Catholic chaplain, a Protestant chaplain. Well, yeah, don't or... you have to have some kind of ecclesiastical endorsement from whatever church you attend? Like, if Well, you're, that's uh... why he's a secular humanist chaplain. 
Well, who, what, what organization is he using as his ecclesiastical endorsement? I'm betting he found some way to get to approve saying, yeah, secular humanism is defined as a religion and this is a secular humanist group by which they are endorsing my chaplaincy. Oh but, yeah, I but, was just curious to know yeah. which group the the, it was the big thing was. was just going through the chaplaincy school hmm. that the military makes them go through, like the training the military makes them go through as a chaplain. Hmm. Uh, the story or his opinion piece continue. I keep saying story, but it's not. It's, yeah, it's an opinion piece. Uh, it continues and says the appointment of an atheist to an undeniably religious position is fundamentally incompatible with atheism's secularism. <laughs> Our military chaplains serve under the motto, For God and Country. Atheism is defined by the absence of a belief in the existence of God. Okay, sure, fine, but... So sh should, should atheists not be allowed to spend money, too, because it says in God we trust? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, should they not I be mean, able that's to his handle argument, money at all? Because of the motto. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's he's... By saying this, he's basically also intimating that our government is a de facto religious yeah. institution, yeah, right? right? You can't have, you can't be an atheist because you're secular, which, I mean, our government is supposed to be a secular government. Yeah, we, yeah. Have a, we have a secular government. We have a separation of church and, and state for a reason. But he yeah. does, a lot of times these people don't understand that that's what secular means. They think of it as, as a synonym a, for atheism. Yeah. Right. And so when you say it's a secular government, hell no, it ain't. <laughs> but I mean, where this service is needed in the military is in the specific reason that he is not bringing God to the conversation for troops or soldiers that don't want God brought to the conversation. Mm. And if they're told, hey, you need to go talk to a chaplain you know, if you've got issues going on, you can go talk to the chaplain whenever you want. Doors open. They can get you help. They can, you know, recommend if you if you need to seek counseling through a psychologist or therapist or whatever, they can help you get that. That lets a soldier who doesn't want to be like, no, I don't want to. I want help, but I don't want the God shit involved in mm -hmm. it. I don't want to be told to fucking pray about it. I don't want yeah. any of that. Mm -hmm. So this solves that answer for any troops that are in that guy's unit. Well, and. I mean, the, the Satanic Temple would, I'm sure, very much argue against this, basically saying that you have to have a belief in a deity in order to be recognized as a religion, which is fucking bullshit. Yeah. yeah. You, you can still have religious practices, religious rituals, rites, uh, tenets of, uh, that you all practice together, which is another great talk that Megan is, is going to be presenting soon about I think uh, metal I'll culture. I'll actually be off work for that one. Awesome. Yeah. She's, she's really excited about it because it kind of intersects her two worlds of yeah, Satanism yeah. and being a metalhead Yeah, and arguing that you could say being a metalhead and, and the metal metal world is in itself a religion and you can argue for that. Uh, so she's going to be doing that in her next talk. I'm really excited about that. Uh, it says that no one is arguing that atheists do not have the same first amendment rights of free expression as their neighbors of Christian or Christian, Jewish, Muslim, or other faiths. This is not the subject of scrutiny. The central question here is how an atheist chaplain can be expected to fill, to fulfill a role that by its very nature is supposed to serve the religious needs of our service members. And so what if they don't have religious need. Yeah, what yeah. what if what if you have a Muslim chaplain? What do your Christians do? Well, do you employ a Christian chaplain? Sure you do. Yep. So what if you have atheist service members? Do you employ an atheist? No, hell no. <laughs> As a matter of fact, most 
most bases have like because Hill Air Force Base has a chaplain or a, a big church on it, mm-hmm. and it'd be listed. This time is the Christian service. This time is the Jewish service. This time is the Muslim service, and it would list different services by different fucking chaplains. Sometimes it would be one chaplain, like, well, okay, I'll do the Jewish one and the Christian one because. They share the same book pretty yeah. much. I'll just cut some stuff. <laughs> a lot of their I'll, history is yeah. the same. I'll cut a few chapters out. I'll just circumcise talk. off the New Testament. He'll <laughs> 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 Jew it right up for you. Oh. <laughs> According to Department of Defense guidelines, a religious ministry professional is an individual endorsed to represent a religious organization and to conduct its religious observances or ceremonies. Those who seek to become military chaplains require approval from their denomination or religious organization. That's why I was wondering yeah. what organization. Which I, when I read through the article, I don't remember if it, it listed whatever organization it was. I think he had, because he went through the whole process to be able to get to become a chaplain. So he dotted all the I's, crossed all the T's, and it sounded like the military, the military itself was still trying to fight him on it. Hmm. Uh, says that this person's application had already cleared the Navy Chaplain Advisory Board, putting it one step closer to being approved. Should this impending appointment of an atheist chaplain be made, it would put the very integrity of the chaplain corps religious mission at stake. I hope our Navy leaders recognize that it is well within their authority to create programs outside of the chaplain corps to serve humanist or atheist service members. You know, that whole separate but equal yeah, thing. Separate yeah, separate but equal. Yeah, <laughs> now, exactly. I wonder if this has happened in the past. We're like, oh, we can't have a Protestant talking to our Christian soldiers. Catholic. Uh, well, Protestants are... You mean Catholic. Protestant yeah. Catholic. Protestants yeah. are still yeah. Christians, yeah. but... Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking like when Kennedy ran, like, ooh, we can't have. Oh, he's a Catholic. Yeah, yeah. can't have that. Can't. Oh, yeah. And I wonder, I wonder how long it's been that they've had Muslims and Jewish chaplains in there. Probably, probably a while. True. Well, I was, I was gonna say probably recently. Oh, recently. Because a lot of like Muslim soldiers had a fight to be able to oh, say, yeah. hey, I, you know, the shaving waiver is one thing, which shaving is kind of. A funny thing anyways it's more of a traditional thing versus mm. whatever traditional yeah tr- traditional. don't want y'all looking like a bunch of goddamn elvises but it's kind of funny because uh not a, a huge sidetrack but when we were in afghanistan with the romanian soldiers they yeah. were they were required to grow a beard mm-hmm. oh really deployed. <laughs> it's like we're required to stay fucking clean shaven without fucking running water but I also noticed at the top of his art as uh, opinion that he said service men and women which you know, 35, 40 years ago, a Republican would never have said because oh, they right, were yeah. fighting that tooth and nail. Oh, yeah. Well, he probably still fights women in combat roles. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying it. it yeah. You, yeah. We, we women, watched this all along yeah. the way that Republicans fight every bit of progress all the way. And then as soon as it gets passed, 10 years later, they turn around and just act like it's normal or they take credit for it. Mm-hmm. Then find something else to rail against. Yeah. Yeah. While usually, they're fighting the next progressive. Yeah. Thing. Usually they try to take credit for it. I mean, we we see that with civil rights. Well, it was religious leaders who were the ones who yeah. who got civil rights passed, and they used the Bible to free the slaves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. However, allowing a non-religious worldview would to be represented among the chaplain corps would set a dangerous precedent for the military, huh. because you know nothing else in the military is dangerous at all. No, I mean, giving an eighteen-year-old a fucking hand grenade—that's not dangerous. <laughs> 
What is to stop future demands for other philosophical preferences to be included in the chaplain's core as well? Oh, slippery chaplain. (laughs) (laughs) Today's chaplain core includes leaders from a wide spectrum of faiths. So you just need to pick one. Pick one. We've pick, given you pick one faith. We've given you five different options, yeah, okay? Here, here are the options of diversity we uh, we will supply you. <laughs> um none of these faiths challenge the religious purpose of the chaplain corps or the calling of these men and women to serve our troops. This service to God and to our nation as the corps motto describes should not be trivialized. Hmm. This next line gets me. This service to God and our nation. Yeah. Right. The shouldn't mil- be the, trivialized. The U.S. military is, above all, a service to God. How, how can <laughs> Coming from a senator. Well, and how does, how does he reconcile? Clearly, this guy's a Christian, right? Oh, yeah. So how does he reconcile that the Muslims clearly don't believe in the right God, right? They're not practicing the right, the right religion. They're not worshiping the right God. How is that not trivializing this guy's personal religious views? Right. Right. Where, why does he draw the line at? No, you have to have you have to have some kind of anything. Yeah, you yeah. have to have, you have to believe in some supernatural thing for you to be able to go and talk to somebody if you're having some problems. Wasn't Mississippi one of the states that tried to block fucking uh, uh, the mosques from being built? Probably, uh, maybe. There's like four or five yeah. of them in the Bible Belt that were like, nope, can't build a mosque there. Ain't gonna have no imams up in this mm-hmm. here. I ain't no mom. Military chaplains have earned some of our country's highest honors, including the Medal of Honor, the Distinguished Service Cross, and the Purple Heart. And so have atheists. Yeah. We cannot overlook the many contributions that military chaplains make to support the First Amendment freedoms of our service members and their overall well-being. As you're trying to restrict the First Amendment of some of those fucking service members. (laughs) Yeah. The identity of the long-established chaplain corps should not be changed for what appears to be a decision based on political correctness. The religious duty of these men and women was apparent before our nation's founding and continues to be true today. For the people who believe in that shit, sure. Yeah. They're, they're, they they're have a place a to benefit go. For those people, for those people mm-hmm. who identify with believing in whatever supernatural belief their chaplain of choice happens to practice and believe in also, sure, for them it's a benefit. But what about the atheist who happens to be in the Marine Corps or the Navy or the Army or anywhere else serving as as active duty military personnel who don't have somebody that they can go and talk to? Yeah, it's like when they, like I, I think I said, I think I said it last week, when they come in and they say, hey, would you like to go talk to the chaplain about this? I'm like, why the fuck would I want to talk to a chaplain? <laughs> I'd like to propose an alternate title for this piece. Yeah? This is what Christian privilege looks like. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what, what are the options for people who don't want to go see a chaplain? Are there, is there anything else like a chaplain? No. Why, so why, first, why do people go and see the chaplain? A lot, a lot of times, so it's, it seems to be that like when you get back from like a deployment or something like you're going through a, like something bad fucking happens, someone gets killed, mm. whatever. And they bring in like the, uh, um, you need some sort of counseling. Yeah. But the, so they should have psychologists in there. Well, that's step two. It always seems like, cause the first person they always bring in when something like that happens is the chaplain. And they say, Hey, if you guys would like to talk, here's the chaplain. You can go talk to him. And that's like, Hey, if you need to confide in someone, you need to have. You know, you're, you're having troubles dealing with this and go talk to the chaplain. If you need more help, 
we can you know, like if you need to go see a, a a therapist or someone someone actually fucking trained to talk to you about this shit. Right. Yeah. So here's that's a crazy like step two. Yeah. So here's a crazy idea. How about we skip the supernatural bullshit initially? And just see if your mental health well, is is okay by a qualified, licensed, mm-hmm. fucking trained individual first, right? <laughs> yep. And then if you need some sort of backup from Jesus or Allah or whoever or the want. fuck, then you go and do that. But first, we're going to make sure that you're okay by seeing a licensed, trained clinical health professional. And on top uh, of that, if we're going to be spending tax dollars to not maintain the separation of church and state, we goddamn going to fucking make sure everyone's represented. Right. If, uh, if you're not going to do it the right way the first time, because you're going to spend funds on fucking religious people in the military, then you're going to do it right. Well, as as far as I know, um, that's outsourced. Actually, the, going to see like a therapist or something like that mm, mm. isn't usually isn't actually a military person you go to. The military will provide like, hey, you can go off base and talk to this person after talking to the chaplain. We have doctors to fix your body. And we have chaplains to fix your soul. Yeah. But as far as your mental health goes, boy, you're just going to have to suck it up. You're fucked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But as far as on like a deployment, there's no like, the only counselor you can go talk to while on a deployment is a fucking chaplain. If you're having troubles dealing with something on a deployment and you're just like, hey, I just need something to talk to in confidence about this. He's about the only motherfucker that you have as an option to go to. How fucked up and backward is that? Seriously, that that you can't talk to somebody who's actually licensed and trained as a mental health professional. Mm-hmm. You have to talk to somebody who believes in a talking snake yeah. in order to assess whether you're mentally able to continue doing the things that you do or if you need some other type of yeah. intervention. So even if it's just something as simple as like, you're say you're a fucking Marine mm-hmm. on a one-year deployment or you're there for, you know, 14, 15 months. Mm-hmm. And your wife decides to leave you and you're fucking stressed out. You're having a fucking hard time dealing with it. And you just want to talk to someone and you're not religious. Well, guess who you got to go fucking talk to your only option that you can talk to in confidence with about stuff, about how you're feeling, what's going on without being railed on by a buddy. Or, you know, if you go to someone higher up, they might be like, well, you just go talk to the chaplain anyways. Mm. That's all you got. That's your only option is to fucking talk to the chaplain until you come back stateside. Yeah. That seems to be entirely backward. When you guys are out there, do you call them Charlies? <laughs> that would be fun. Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> Old CC. Yeah. <laughs> Let us discern the spirits. <laughs> Hi, this is David Silverman, president of American Atheists. Join us at www.atheists.org, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. Why don't you accept this wonderful offer? <clears throat> Why wouldn't you like to meet Shakespeare, for example? Well, I mean, I don't know if you really think that when you die you can be corporeally reassembled and have conversations with authors from previous epochs. It's not necessary that you believe that in Christian theology, and I have to say it sounds like a complete fairy tale to me. The only reason I want to meet Shakespeare, or might even want to, is because I can meet him any time, because he is immortal in the works he's left behind. If you've read those, meeting the author would almost certainly be a disappointment. But when Socrates was sentenced to death for his philosophical investigations and for blasphemy, for challenging the gods of the city, and he accepted his death, he did say, well, if we are lucky, perhaps I'll be able to hold conversation with other great thinkers and philosophers and doubters too. In other words, that the discussion about what is good, what is beautiful, what is noble, what is pure and what is true 
could always go on. Why is that important? Why would I like to do that? Because that's the only conversation worth having. And whether it goes on or not after I die, I don't know. But I do know that it's the conversation I want to have while I'm still alive. Which means that to me, the offer of certainty, the offer of complete security, the offer of an impermeable faith that can't give way, is an offer of something not worth having. I want to live my life taking the risk all the time that I don't know anything like enough yet, that I haven't understood enough, that I can't know enough, that I'm always hungrily operating on the, on the margins of, of a potentially great harvest of future knowledge and wisdom. I wouldn't have it any other way. And I'd urge you to look at those of you who tell you, those people who tell you at your age that you're dead till you believe as they do. What a terrible thing to be telling to children. And that you can only live. And that you can only live by accepting an absolute authority. Don't think of that as a gift. Think of it as a, think of it as a poison chalice. Push it aside however tempting it is. Take the risk of thinking for yourself. Much more happiness, truth, beauty and wisdom will come to you that way. Thank you. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! A Brief History of Stephen Hawking's Atheism Well, he had actually had a lengthy history for his disease. Yeah, yeah, but like his first bestseller was called A Brief yeah. History of Time. Yeah, so I'm yeah. sure that's what they're... Yeah, so this is the title of the story about Stephen Hawking and his atheism prior to his death from the Religion News Service. Uh, RNS says the words British, scientist, and atheist, and the first person to come to mind probably isn't Stephen Hawking. What? Uh, British and scientist and atheist, the first thing you don't you think about isn't Stephen Hawking? Who, who comes to mind? Um, Dawkins. Yeah. Yeah, Richard Dawkins does come to mind, but... Maybe it's because Stephen Hawking's computer voice had an uh, uh, an American accent. Pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> but while that's Hawk- a Ricky Gervais joke. <laughs> but while Hawking, the theoretical physicist who died Wednesday, March fourteenth, at the age of seventy six, was certainly overshadowed in the atheist department by his countryman, the evolutionary biologist and atheist activist Richard Dawkins. Hawking's atheism was more of a slow simmer than Dawkins' explosive ire. Well. Uh- he can't type that fast. <laughs> the tech that allowed him to speak, though, was pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, I thought like whenever he would do interviews or do stuff on stage, most of that was already pre-typed, so you'd have to ask. The questions yeah. were already pre-done because it would, so that way it would go smoothly and go a little quicker. Yeah, so. he, had, he had a bunch of canned responses for stuff. Yeah. I mean, he, he would anticipate different types of questions and prepare canned responses, yeah. and so then he could just cue those up or, or use them as a reply to questions yeah. that were, that were but, asked. But, but as far still, as doing like an on-the-fly Q&A at a thing, that, was, that would have been fairly difficult for him to uh, do, I thought. Yeah, I, I know that he would give off-the-cuff answers. I don't know how easy those were. I'm, the technology was really cool. I mean, he could yeah. carry on regular conversations with people. It would take a little bit of time to formulate the, the reply, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was 
cool stack, cool tech. Um, what could define God is thinking of God as the embodiment of the laws of nature. However, this is not what most people would think of that God. Hawking told Diane Sawyer in 2010, they made a human-like being with whom one can have a personal relationship. When you look at the vast size of the universe and how insignificant and accidental human life is in it, that seems most impossible. One reason Hawking's atheism was less well-known than uh, was he seemed to fudge the question of God's existence for years. In his 1988 seminal bestseller, A Brief History of Time, he wrote, The whole history of science has been the gradual realization that events do not happen in an arbitrary manner, but that they reflect a certain underlying order which may or may not be divinely inspired. May or may not. Hmm. Yeah, it leaves some, leaves some fudgeable room. Yeah. Do you think he might have been, I mean, I don't know his background entirely, but is afraid to go total atheist at the time to be rejected from... It doesn't seem like it's fear. It just seems like that's not the purpose of his book or his life. Like no. in the way that yeah. Dawkins has that such a, that's his career now. You yeah. Know? Dawkins tailored himself towards atheists. Yeah. And I think Hawking is just trying to get his points about science out. Yeah. And I think he's just not stepping on toes. Kind of like he's Neil just, deGrasse Tyson. He doesn't really mm -hmm. talk about well, the he's atheist. Being, he's a pussy about it. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, he wants to educate on scientific shit. Yeah, and if he would, pushes one so part of society away from that, he's not going to be able to get that message out as wide. Yeah, I, I, I kind of give Tyson a pass on it because he, he's more concerned about making people more educated on scientific topics than he is about atheism. And I think a big part of that is, is that he believes that atheism is the rational conclusion that people will come to if they know all of these other things. Yeah. And that if you start the dialogue with, well, no, you're wrong. You, you know, atheism is the way to go. And then let me teach you about this in, this cool science stuff that turns off a lot yeah. of people who would yeah. be otherwise receptive to hearing the information about the scientific evidence for whatever. Uh, later in the book, he writes of the quest for a unifying theory of the universe. Quote, it would be the ultimate triumph of human reason, for then we should know the mind of God. And I think that was just probably a little bit of a literary flourish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think of that as more poetic. Yeah. Some saw those statements as proof that Hawking held private religious beliefs. He fed that idea with a few statements over the years. Quote, the laws may have been decreed by God, he told Reuters in or 2007, but God does not intervene to break the laws. And even titled a 2005 book, God Created the Integers. He also went to the Vatican and met briefly with then-Pope Benedict XVI in <laughs> 2008. <laughs> Fucking Roman numerals. Yeah. You gotta think about them. <laughs> then in 2010, with the, with the publication of The Grand Design, Hawking seemed to have begun a sort of atheist striptease, slowly revealing his non-belief. Quote, because there is a law such as gravity, the universe can and will create itself from nothing. He and co-author Leonard uh, Mladenov wrote, Leonard Mladenov is, he's the guy who, Stood up during a Deepak Chopra. Uh oh. Uh, Deepak Chopra was speaking on stage somewhere at a, at a university, and Leonard. We should actually find that clip. We'll find that clip. But I was going to say I I should contact uh, Doctor Mladenov because I've chatted with him online a couple ah. of, a couple times, and I 
keep forgetting that it might be fun to have him as a guest. But so, uh, Dr. Mladenov wrote, spontaneous creation is the reason there is something rather than nothing, why the universe exists, why we exist. It is not necessary to invoke God to light the blue touch, to light the blue touch paper and set the universe going. So, yeah, Dr. Mladenov was in the audience at uh Woo Woo conference. At a at <laughs> at, at something where Deepak Chopra was speaking and and uh Deepak said something about well even Stephen Hawking, the greatest, you know, physicist that we have known, says this about God. And Mladenov stood up and he's like, Well, I'm actually authoring a book with Dr. Hawking, and I can tell you that yeah. he does not believe in a God, and he would tell you that you are wrong about quantum theory. Uh, within a year, Hawking said in a Discovery Channel documentary, we are each free to believe what we want, and it is my view that the simplest explanation is there is no God. No one created the universe, and no one directs our fate. And just in case that wasn't clear enough, Hawking dropped the last veil in a 2014 interview with the Spanish paper El Mundo. What I meant by we would know the mind of God is we would know everything that God would know if there were a God, which there isn't. I'm an atheist. After his death, some atheists remarked that Hawking's outlook on having just this one life, which was marked for him by debilitating Lou Gehrig's disease, fortified their own lack of belief. Quote, Hawking had to aggressively face his own mortality every single day. It would have been understandable for him to abandon evidential reasoning and fall into the old adage that there are, quote, no atheists in a foxhole. Leanna Brendan, an atheist, wrote in the online magazine Quartz, Instead, he continued to approach his stance on religion with scientific evidence-based reasoning. Yeah. And he will be missed. And there's a lot of shitty fucking Christians saying some horrible shit. Oh, yeah. Let me find that fucking post. Where they're all like, oh, you're rotting in hell now. Fucking Satan's raping you. Now you know the truth. Now you There's no gravity in hell, Dr. Hawking. (laughs) Well, they were, well. (laughs) Then how would Satan get a hold of you? You just float away. I <laughs> uh, have that here. Just a moment. I'll find it. All right. So it comes from the Pillar Baptist Church, uh, Pastor Logan Robertson, who was born and raised in New Zealand. He Go. was. He, he's grateful that he was raised in a loving Christian home where they taught him such wonderful values that he goes on rants like this about uh, recently departed, recently dead. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking, physicist extraordinaire. He's dead. He died today. Yeah. Amen, right? <laughs> Amen. Amen. That guy is dead. Uh, We're gonna celebrate that. So he can stop because he. So we we sometimes celebrate the death of yeah, notable people. Sure, but it's not because they were fantastic thinking. Rational people who have greatly contributed to the human condition and our understanding of the universe around us. It's because they treated people like dicks. Yeah, it's because they were fucking assholes. Like, who was Stephen Hawking a fucking asshole to? Whose life did Stephen Hawking negatively affect? Unless you're talking about, well, he made my my beliefs in about the Jesus guy not quite so strong as they were. His ex-wife might have got upset. Maybe some ex-wives, I don't know, some colleagues who disagreed with but he but, didn't. But he, he wasn't didn't an make asshole. It, yeah, he didn't make it the uh, a point of his life to, to denigrate others. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't a net negative force like Billy Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen, right? So he could stop preaching atheism 
and foolishness because the Bible says... And we just went through it. He barely even talked about his atheism. Yeah. He yeah, barely not, ever even talked about it. Yeah, not, not a whole lot at all. And it wasn't until later in his life that he really started to answer questions about the it directly Bible or, or even say it. In the book of Psalms, that the fool is said in his heart, there is no God. I guess I'm a fool because the Bible says I'm a fool. What an original yeah. cast pearls before a swine. What Why an original pastor this guy is. But I have <laughs> never talked in my heart. You've never talked in your heart? Mm. Yeah, I said a fool says in his heart. I never talked. I never said anything in my heart. Mm. I've said it in many rooms. Oh yeah, yeah. I, when when Christians throw this line at me, I'm like, oh no, I'm I'm not just thinking it or saying it in my heart. I'm letting everybody oh, I yeah. know yeah. know that I, I mean, don't I don't believe that there's a God. So. Yeah. Heck me, yeah. And then they're like, well, I'm not going to waste my time anymore with you. And they'll leave the scriptural, they'll, they'll yeah. leave the Psalms. whatever it is fucking quote that when you look it up, it's, you know, all I, you shouldn't cast pearls before swine. And I'm like, all right, you called me a pig. You can go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what, Stephen Hawking? You believe that there's a God now. You're not a No, he doesn't. Yeah, how, how does he know? Well, yeah. this is, I, I guess I shouldn't be so surprised, right? He's claiming to know what Stephen Hawking thinks, which is, what he claims to do for the the God that he yeah, worships yeah. also. He he thinks that he knows what God thinks and wants and desires. I think it's interesting that he says you you believe you believe there's a God now rather than saying you know there's a God now. Well yeah. here's the thing. If he's in hell, which I'm getting that's where he's going next, um, how would Stephen Hawking know there's a God? He, all he's met so far is Satan. Well, we don't I don't know. Do, does who knows? I don't know how it works. I don't know either, but if you meet Satan you didn't meet God, so how do you know he's real? Well, do you have to go and and talk to Saint Peter first, and then he's the one who tells you yay or nay? Like I thought if going, we were, I thought if we got to go downstairs, or I thought if we said it in our heart, we went straight downstairs. Maybe, but is, isn't it like after you die that all, your mind is opened up and you have all the knowledge of all that stuff or whatever? Isn't that how it works, or is that just Mormon? I, I think that depends on the religious denomination. Yeah, Some or of them, LSD. Some of them are like, if you're saved, you're saved. By the grace of God, some of them are like you have to. Mm -hmm. It's it's works and faith. Some of them are, as long as you aren't a murderer who's unrepentant, then you can go through the pearly gates. It all depends on your personal faith tradition, I guess. You're not an atheist anymore because you've God's punishing you in the bottomless pit. And oh wait, God is punishing him. I thought Satan did the punishing because. Everything I've heard is that God isn't really about punishment. No. It's it's that you rejected God, and so you're punishing yourself. I guess, again, that is up for interpretation in your individual Christian denomination. And one of the things he said was that, you know, God doesn't exist because of gravity. Well, there's no gravity. Well, mm. <laughs> I challenge this um. fucking dipshit to find me any quote that says, Stephen Hawking says, God does not exist because of gravity. Yeah. That's not what he said. <laughs> the gravity exists, and so therefore God does not. I, I've never no. heard Stephen Hawking say that, and I challenge this guy to find me a quote where he did. Well, there's no gravity in hell where you're burning. There's no gravity. As how do, and how do you know? What, what, what part of the Bible is it says, God deems no gravity in hell? <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen fire in zero gravity? 
Oh, it's a ball. It looks yeah, so cool. Yeah, it's really cool, right? Like, if it wasn't so dangerous, I could just stare at it. <laughs> well, I've never been there to look at it, but like in the NASA videos, I'm like, that looks badass, but that could totally kill all of them really easily if they got out of hand. Yeah, like when they light a candle and it yeah, just, it's, it, a, it's, it, a, it's, it's an a orb. perfectly round ball of fire. Yeah. It's really cool looking. It's the bottomless pit. It just never ends. That's where he is right now. And how can it be a bottomless pit if there's no gravity? Right. Like, yeah. it wouldn't matter if there was a no bottom or not, because, no, because there's no gravity, no gravity there, to try there, to take you there to any be, bottom. Bottom wouldn't even make sense. Right. Yeah, there, well, technically, if you went to what, so there's no sides then either. Right, that's what I mean. The yeah. word bottom doesn't even, down wouldn't even make sense. So yeah, word, up, down, the, nothing. In that context, matter, yeah. the word pit doesn't fucking make sense. Right, yeah. He <laughs> is right now, and every single atheist in this world, that's where they're going to go as well if they don't put their trust on Jesus. If they <laughs> well, that sounds fun. I, I would love to be in zero G forever. That might be, I mean, I could learn some cool tricks. Then you get tortured with ball fire. Oh, we could have ball fire throwing competitions. <laughs> they go forever. Jesus, if they don't trust Jesus for salvation, they're going to burn in the bottomless pit with Stephen Hawkins. That's where he is. That's where he's going to stay for all eternity. And there's no chance for him to get saved ever again. Oh, yay. <laughs> great. What a nice God. Yeah. Uh yeah, thanks, God. Thanks for, uh, you know, an eternal punishment for uh, temporal crime. Not even just he, he, not he, believing. He, yeah. Blew it. He, he, he was a fool because he didn't believe in God. He didn't want to trust the Bible. Therefore, he dies. Everybody fucking dies, yeah. dumbass. It wasn't his lack of belief even, in the Bible that killed him. Yeah, your, your precious Jesus fucking died, dude. Well, did he? Yeah, he did. He came back, <laughs> according to this guy, and and religious adherence of the whole resurrection thing. But he did fucking die. That's so, the whole point of it being miraculous, is that he was fucking dead, right? Yeah. Jesus fucking died and came back, according to these guys. But And apparently they found Jesus' burial place again. Again? Yeah. I don't know how you could find they it. They keep losing it? Yeah. Well, this is another, <laughs> another place. You'd think something that important would be like written down somewhere, right? Yeah. And they'd, they'd, they'd hold on to that and make sure that they knew exactly where it was. I wonder if they're going to test the bones. Mm. There shouldn't be any. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's too bad they left that part out and they made room for all those psalms. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> his soul goes to hell for all eternity. Eventually it will come out of hell. Wait. Wait. You don't know what eternity means, dude. Yeah, because you don't come <laughs> out of... Okay, wait. If you're in hell for all eternity... You, that that doesn't mean that eventually you come out. Yeah, and, you don't and get a day pass from he, hell. He also said <laughs> less than a minute ago that be there forever. he can never. Yeah, that he can never get out of there. Okay, where's he? Where's he going? Let's see where he's going with this. <laughs> eventually, when you leave this thing that you're going to be in for all eternity, that's not how it fucking no. works. Now, for a little bit, so he can bow before God. Oh, wait! I need to back that up a little bit more. I think he's here. gonna go and bow before. He's he's gonna get let out of hell for a day pass to go get on his knees and grovel before this fucking asshole God guy. <laughs> I get it. Listen, why would anyone? Why would if you give if you were given that opportunity, knowing you're gonna go right back either way? Who the fuck does that? Who's yeah. gonna Who's gonna be the one that bows anyway? You know what? If, if, no if, way. If there's, if there's no gravity in heaven, I would make it my point to fart in front of God because there's that that. The fart air would just linger right there, and I just push it towards God and like smell my <laughs> fart. I'm going back to hell anyways. Just a little toot sphere. I've been saving this up for eternity. <laughs> the toot sweet toot sphere. Yeah. 
for a little bit so he can bow before God, and then God will cast him in the second death into the lake the of fire. Second death? He's just, okay, what? I'm going to back this up like, I'm, I'm back it up. This is, this is like, all brand new information to me. It, it sounds like he's trying to improv this. I yeah, just like is. making it up as he goes. Yeah, he he clearly didn't have anything outlined. Like you know, we we never do that here. We... No, we've always got a structured plan. <laughs> Therefore, he dies. Therefore, his soul goes to hell for all eternity. Eventually, it will come out of hell for a little bit, so he can <laughs> bow before God. And then... <laughs> it goes to hell for all eternity. And then, eventually his soul comes out. For a little bit. For a little bit, so he can bow before God. Huh. <laughs> God will cast him in the second death. And God will cast him in the second death? S second death. Oh, second death. Yeah. <laughs> so He's from New Zealand, remember? <laughs> yeah, but... Second death. So... Second death. <laughs> doesn't he have a chance to, like, accept God before second death? No. Oh, so what's the fucking point of it? <laughs> Roads. Road. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good callback. That's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> God will cast him in the second death into the lake of fire, and then he'll burn there forever and ever because he was an atheist and... <laughs> Forever and ever, because Wait, he's an atheist. He sounds like but, a fucking teenager that's trying to tattle on somebody. But and he's going to burn there forever and ever because and he's mom, an atheist. Mom is mad, but dad is going to be so angry and he's going to spank you. And he's going to be in there for like a million years, but and he's going to get out for a little bit. You'll be grounded forever, but you can come out for a little while to mow the lawn. So, but I'm just confused now. So he's going to spend eternity in a gravityless pit of hell. Then he's going to die a second time and be sent to a lake of fire, which I don't know if it has, it obviously has to have gravity if it's a lake yeah. of fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so is he in both places at the same time? Or I don't think this guy has any what? idea what he's talking about. Not at all. Okay. Because he was an atheist, okay. and <laughs> all atheists go to hell. Because <laughs> he just, because he's an atheist, and he backs up and kind of shrugs like, everybody knows atheists go to hell. But, that's just how it works. But that's how I, that's 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 the whole thing, man. But, but atheists go to hell. But rapists go to heaven. <laughs> yeah, rapists and murderers and kitty fuckers—they all go to heaven if they're repentant. But atheists—they go right to hell. This guy's one of the biggest morons I've seen in a while. I'm kind of glad we found him. He might be some comedy gold here in the he's future. Pretty terrible. I mean, he and he's he's not like he's not like slimy. He's just really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> And all atheists go to hell because they haven't trusted in Jesus, who is obviously God in the flesh. And so, <laughs> obviously, obviously, for for anybody who hasn't not realized this yet, I mean, it's it's obvious, right? Obviously, obviously, but, Jesus but, is. But he's not in the flesh anymore. <laughs> obviously, Jesus is God in the flesh. Yeah. Who is obviously God in the flesh? And so, every atheist, they're going to go to hell. And Stephen Hawkins is in hell right now, burning for eternity. And it, it's a wait, I mean, wait. It's sad. Is he in hell or is he going? Is he in the lake of fucking fire or the bottomless pit or the bottomless pit with no, no gravity? gravity. <laughs> or is this his day off to grovel? <laughs> we need to get our facts straight. I mean, if he was a showrunner, he would be fucking failing because he does not keep this story straight one bit. Yeah. Right now, burning for eternity, and it, it's a. I mean, it's sad. I mean, I wish someone had gone. Oh, it's so sad that he, he that he gave his fellow congregant an amen when he yeah. celebrated yeah. Uh -huh. Stephen Hawking being dead earlier.
It's a, I mean, it's sad. I mean, I wish someone had gone out and given them the gospel when he was a child. He might have trusted that and got saved. Uh, How do you know he didn't have the gospel as a child? Something tells me that that would not have happened. No. This is Sarah Ponte Rivera with the Satanic Temple's Gray Faction. You can learn more about Gray Faction at grayfaction.org or find us on our social media account on Twitter and Facebook. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution. Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. What's your name? Uh, Leonard Mladenov. Uh, and so, Leonard, uh, you are a uh, quantum physicist? I'm a theoretical physicist, and I'm, I'm also writing a book with Stephen Hawking, so I, I could comment on the God question with Stephen Hawking. So, um, in the spirit of our no comments, just questions, what's your question? Mm-hmm. And to whom? <laughs> I'll hold the mic. Oh, you hold the mic. All right. uh, that means it really has to be a question. Okay. All right, this is my right. form of dis- would be to Deepak to say, um, would you like to have a short course in quantum mechanics sometime so that we can straighten out your slightly misuse of quantum notation. <laughs> I, Thank you, I, I would be honored, sir, and I accept your offer with great gratitude. And uh, I would like to be educated so I can be clearer in my, um, in my dialogue. By the way, today is Einstein's birthday, so we are at a very fitting place. And uh, it just occurred to me, 314... 3.14 is the approximation of uh, the first approximation of pi, which refers to infinity. So, uh, as long as your quantum physics explanations help me understand infinity, I would be honored. That would be good, but we'll have to keep it local, though. I don't think we can make it non-local. <laughs> no, but... Can, can I sir, can I bother you for just a second? Do what you, is it? Do what you, is it? Sir, do you, sir, believe in the infinite? Um, I, I, I believe I understand to some extent the concept of infinity. I'm not sure what it means to believe in the infinite. Okay. Do you think? Do you think that your mathematics requires the infinite to explain things that you explain to people? We do use the concept of infinity quite quite a lot. Thank yeah, you. We do. You're welcome. <laughs> what is it about Deepak's use of quantum physics that bothers you? The term non-local, uh, the use was not correct, and the correlations of, the, I don't know, the pacemaker and the different electrical things so going on. I to disagree, by the way. Oh, I assume Even you did since you said that. You but, know, but, you're but, in I happen to so I, I would love to. Uh, um, I'd love to talk See, I, about. I think it, consciousness is non-local. I'm sorry. I think consciousness is non-local. Conscious death. Consciousness. 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 Oh, is non-local. I, yeah, you know, I've never really run across a definition of consciousness that I understood. So maybe you could te- teach me something, and I a can. A field, of, a superposition of possibilities. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> all right. I. I uh, I know what all each of those words means. I, I still don't think I, I know. <laughs> I'm right now talking to a conscious being. I'm sorry? I'm speaking to a conscious I, I being. I hope so. Like, even <laughs> even the, the conscious being is pretending to be a physicist. Is, is pretending? Pretending presenting means him. pretending in the larger context. You are an infinite being who's taken on the identity of a physicist in space and time. 
Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. All right, and what will be the last story that we cover this evening, apart from the Patreon portion of the show? This comes from Joe My God, and I noticed this from a former guest on the show that we've had a couple times, Mr. Mark Lawrence, who I haven't chatted with for a little while. I haven't seen that guy for a bit. Yeah, I haven't talked to him in a while either. I know he was doing the job search stuff, and he finally found a good place to work at that he was talking on Facebook about a company he likes quite a bit. So Yeah, he was excited about that. Hopefully he's doing very well. But he posted earlier today this link from Joe My God. It's a Utah federal court dismisses suit from anti-gay nut job who claims he wants to marry his laptop. And he did this all as a fucking stunt to to say that, well, if you start allowing gay marriage, then you're going to have to start allowing all kinds of perversions and 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 not real marriages. Like, I want to marry my laptop now. But- and so he sued. Because he wanted to marry his laptop. There, there is an actual mental disorder where people fall in love with inanimate objects, but that's sure, yeah. the fact. Yeah, this still doesn't mean that they can marry them, though, either. Or or that equating marrying an inanimate object yeah. with gay marriage is something that you should do and be considered a rational person. I mean, <laughs> if, if he can have a ceremony done for him in the laptop. He wants that's perfectly legal because there was that lady that had the ceremony done for her and her Ferris wheel. Oh, yeah, they can do it. Like, they can yeah. gallivant around the woods doing whatever the fuck yeah. they want, but it's not going to be legally no. recognized no. as a marriage. Your laptop will not be able to inherit any of your estate. You will or, not be able to pass on any of your belongings to your laptop when you leave this world. But you can do a dog. Mm, yeah, if you have, but you still need trustees to take yeah. care of that for you. Uh, but the story says the Ben Winslow reports at Salt Lake City's Fox affiliate. A federal judge has dismissed a lawsuit filed by a man seeking the right to marry his laptop. In an order obtained by Fox 13 on Monday, U.S. District Court Judge David Nuffer rejected a lawsuit leveled by Chris Sevier, who argued that if same-sex marriage is legal, he should be allowed to marry his computer. How is that the uh, same? It's not. It's if not. you're doing it, if this, then that. If two people get married, I should have a computer. I should be allowed to marry my computer. Yeah. Now, no if sense. he came in and said, well, these people can marry TVs and only TVs, so I should be able to marry my laptop, right? <laughs> well, what's good about it is a guy like this could probably consummate with the headphone jack. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. <laughs> nice. He also amended his lawsuit to include John Gunter Jr. and Whitney Cole, who sought the right to enter into a polygamous marriage. Severe sued Utah Governor... Is this guy not Mormon? Sorry to keep interrupting you. Oh, no, you're fine. Please interrupt away. Is he not Mormon? Uh, I don't know. I wonder what is his deal with polygamy? Anyway, go ahead. Well, I think he was including them in it, like saying, hey, they should have the right to marry multiple people. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. He, he amended his lawsuit to include these people. I see, okay. Because they sought the right to enter into, into a polygamous marriage. Uh, severe sued Utah Governor Gary Herbert, Attorney General Sean Reyes, and Utah County Clerk Brian Thompson, who refused to issue wedding licenses in the litigation. In his order, Judge Nuffer accepted a magistrate judge's recommendation to toss the litigation. It essentially declared severe... I'm sorry, whenever I... I you shouldn't use the word toss... In 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 talking about relations <laughs> with people, because right. at least for me, oh. because I instantly think about tossing salads. I was gonna say this isn't this isn't a salad case. <laughs> so the judge, the ju- he, N- judge Nuffer, 
which again, <laughs> right? Like it's just I can't, I can't, it, I can't. So in his order, Judge Nuffer accepted a magistrate judge's recommendation to toss the litigation with syrup or jelly. I prefer uh. syrup. <laughs> it essentially declared Severe wasn't really interested in the right to marry a computer, but to overturn the U.S. Supreme Court's Obergefell versus Hodges ruling that made same-sex marriage legal nationwide. In court filings, the state of Utah seemed both amused and perplexed by the lawsuit. Not only did it argue he didn't have a case, but at one point the Utah Attorney General's office told the judge that unless Severe's laptop was over 15, it couldn't consent to any marriage. <laughs> Which is still sad that 15 is the age of consent for marriage in this state. You wish it could be younger? No, I wish it was older. <laughs> uh, and Joe says, as I've reported many times over the years, this nut job has tried the same thing in multiple states. But today's ruling is perhaps the most ironic because this time the state of Utah was forced to defend evil homo marriage in court. <laughs> Not incidentally, Severe is also behind the GOP's very recent attempt in South Carolina to have same-sex marriages classified yeah. as parody marriages. I heard about that one. Last year, he sued several Democratic members of the U.S. House for displaying rainbow flags outside their offices. Severe says he'll appeal today's ruling in Utah. What is with this guy? He's a raging bigot and yeah. just can't stand the idea of two loving, consenting adults being able to do what they want. Because that's not how God would want it to be done. Yeah, I bet he's a libertarian, too. Probably. Well, maybe not. I mean, libertarians tend to say, at least, that they want as little intrusion into their lives from the state as possible. Yeah, but here's what it is. They, they, they make that claim and then they can, and then they can use that to, to look down their noses at Democrats who want big government and all this regulation. But the thing is, they want just as much, but they want it in different areas, so they just sort of don't notice it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they still want they still want the right to rule over. They want regulation on yeah. marriages. They want regulation on abortions. They want regulation on all the democratic issues. Mm -hmm. All the social issues. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're going to move into the Patreon portion of the show, where Ryan is going to recount his tale of being arrested. Why? Um, be I think part of it was because I was I was half naked, um, <laughs> wandering the streets, and apparently I told someone to get the fuck out of their house. Uh huh. Yeah, it's not something you should do while you're living on base. No, this right? was this wasn't on base. This was in Ogden. Oh, just around your neighborhood. Oh yeah. Oh. I don't know which neighbor it was. Oh, for some reason I thought it was. Oh, okay. No. Well, apparently I didn't pay close enough attention the first time you told well, the story, fuck. so. And I don't know that you've told it on the show. You've, I know I've yeah. heard the story, but we'll, we'll leave that for our Patreon supporters. I hope they get a giggle. <laughs> but that'll oh, do yeah. it for us this evening. Before I go, I want to make sure that we thank all of our Patreon supporters. That would be Michelle Short. Christy Kalbach. Camille Borowski. Numania. Alan Fur, Gay Theist. Larry Wilson. Dr. Dan, Matt's boss from the 2SC podcast, to whom we pledge loyalty. Janet Uter. Let them eat kafefe. Stephen Andrews. Marius Kotbuchikowski. Rob Otto. Vanessa Lowe. Utah Outcasts. Tim Jacobson. Matt Tuller. Megan Kennedy. Andrew Vodopich. Randy Hamrick. Jeremy Goodson. Angelica Pearson. 
Wesley Aaron, Savita Kuna, Purple Dragon, and Taylor Grin. Thank you all very, very much. We really, really appreciate it. And so until next week, figure out how to crucify somebody with no gravity. Leave a review to get your one-way ticket to the Lake of Fire. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and rate the show five times a day toward Metal Ollie. <laughs> ah, <nice.
Are you guys ready? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're patting me down. And as he's patting my 
pajama bottoms down. Bloop, little acorn. <laughs> little, yeah, <laughs> pops out. And at this point, I'm trying to, I'm doing like the ass thrust. I'm thrusting my ass back, trying to flop fucking Jimmy back into his fucking hole. <laughs> at, mind so you, you're this just whole pumping. You're just air pumping. Air humping while a cop's behind me, patting me down. <laughs> 